you are listening to The Janine Garner Show. Janine is a leading expert on leadership and driving influence through networking and collaboration. Passionate about bringing brilliant people together to achieve remarkable results. Join Janine Garner as she shares insights, interviews and conversations and let's together make the remarkable happen. Hi there, Janine Garner here, the host of this podcast, Unleashing Brilliance. And it's wonderful to bring you another episode today. I am joined by the fabulous Margie Worrell, and I really loved this chat. Margie argues that uh, too many of us are actually shortchanging our lives, our teams, and our organizations when we don't step up because in place of stepping up, we are letting fear call the shots. And she asks, if you weren't afraid, what would you do? Wow, isn't that a question and a half? She is um, a best-selling author with a brand new book out. Um, She is an international thought leader in the space of leadership. She travels the world speaking to audiences around the world. And she's driven to embolden people with the courage and resilience to make braver decisions, take bolder actions, and create a bigger mark. Margie actually draws on her background in business, psychology, and coaching uh, to develop better and braver leaders in organizations globally, from the UN Foundation to Salesforce. And as I mentioned, she is the author of a number of best-selling books, books called Find Your Courage, Stop Playing Safe, Make Your Mark, and Train the Brave. And she also has her own podcast called Live Brave. Margie absolutely walks her talk when it comes to living bravely. Um, She'll be sharing in this podcast. It's fabulous how she shares uh, some of the stories about where all this started to where she ends up now. Um, She's ventured out of her comfort zone countless times since growing up as one of seven children on a small dairy farm in rural Australia. So without further ado, I reckon it's time we kicked off. Please enjoy this latest episode of Unleashing Brilliance with my wonderful guest Margie Worrell and as we are having our chat think about if you weren't afraid what would you actually do? Margie it's absolute joy to have you online today thank you for joining me on the podcast. I have just love any excuse to talk to you Janine. (laughs) And we are internationally connected you're in Singapore I'm in Sydney this is the joys of technology. It is it is thank goodness for it too. Now, you are a prolific writer. Um, You're passionate about your message to the world. Um, I've heard you speak multiple times. You're an incredible advocate and supporter of my work. Um, Tell me, where where did it all start for you? Where did this all come from? Ah, You know, they say you, you teach best what you most need to learn. And given that my focus of my work is really about defying the doubts that we have about ourselves and rising above our fear of failing and looking foolish and being inadequate. You know, I've had to walk that talk many, many times. And in my work around the world, I meet so many people of the same. And so that combined with just a few different experiences, I guess, in my teens and in my 20s, where I was just found myself really confronted by 
uh, life and different challenges that I had. Um, you know, some of them I was, I was in an armed robbery and I, and I lost a baby and I struggled with an eating disorder and I traveled around the world, backpacked on my own for a year at 21. And those different experiences on the back of having grown up on a small farm in rural Australia as this big, big sister of seven, I think all of that combined just made me really passionate about helping people live and lead more bravely and just get past all the fears that so often trap us into smaller lives than we're capable of living. And you mentioned there, first of all, one of seven, which is insane. Uh, As a mother of three, I'm going, gosh, (laughs) inspired by your mother. Um, And some of those experiences, what what did you, can you, can you give a specific example of having worked through that, what you learned about yourself? Because as we hear Mm. uh, many speakers talking about experiences and then sharing their learnings, but I think sometimes to understand it, that doesn't happen overnight, does it? That that learning of facing your fears or no. the fact that you're stronger than you think you are. No, it doesn't. And I think for me, I, I you know, I, I sometimes share the story of growing up and learning to ride my first horse who just towered over me. And I was like, oh, how am I going to do it? I was so scared. And every morning I'd get out there before school and bridle him up. And over the course of a year, I, I built up my confidence at doing that. And it wasn't in the absence of my feeling it terrified at trying to learn to ride this horse, but it was, it was in the presence of that. And so over time, I sort of built up my confidence, my trust in my ability to do it. And then I got another horse we won in a raffle and, um, and he was crazy and would go zero to 100 in a second. And it was, again, kind of doing that again. But I, I remember when I left home at 18 um, and my family, I mean, my father milked cows for 50 years. There was no money. And I was the first in my family to go to university. And I moved to a city four hours away and I didn't, there was no accommodation or anything. I had to find somewhere to live, had to get a couple of jobs and kind of pay my way. And that year was difficult. It was challenging learning my way in a city. I was so I was kind of a country bumpkin in many ways, not very sophisticated, but it was very confronting because I I looked different. I dressed differently. I mean, I dressed really, I didn't dress the way all the, the city kids did who came from, you know, um, more affluence on many of them that my, that, that university. But along the way, I, I, I mean, I, one, I adapted, but two, I realized that I had these voices in my head, like, who are you to do that? I mean, I had a, who are you to go to university? Who are you to go to college? You know, you're not, you're not that good. You're not that smart. You're just a dairy farmer's daughter. You know, no one in my family had even graduated high school. And, and so that was just every time I did the things that scared me. And then after I graduated, going around the world for a year, I saved up and I got a round the world ticket and I had a couple thousand dollars of traveler's checks and I backpacked around the world for a year which was scary many times and hard, but it, it built up that, you know, I can, I can do more than I think. And so it just sort of set me on this trajectory of realizing that we all can do a lot more than most of us think we can. And, and so often we buy into these false beliefs about what we can and can't do, which, which can really stop us from even trying things or even aspiring towards bigger things, even being more ambitious and, and saying, hey, I want to I do this big thing because it just seems too big for little old me. I love that. Have you, and I'm sure there are people listening to this already that are nodding their heads going, oh my gosh, I have got a plethora of voices in my head at the moment stopping me from doing stuff. Um, do you, can you think of a particular example, Margie, where 
those voices in your head did stop you from doing something and when you look back now oh you, go, you bet God, how stupid was I? <laughs> oh look at I still think they do actually you know it's interesting so I've got um, my new book, You've Got This, coming out, and I'm based in Singapore at the moment. I travel to the US a lot, I speak, I have kids living in the US, I, I, I go back to Australia. And someone said to me, why don't you, why are you going to do an event actually in Sydney, Janine, and where you are? And I said, oh, look, I just, I just don't know, it's just so much. And they're like, well, don't you have anyone you could reach out to, to you know, see if they would help put on an event, any clients? And I was, I was holding back from reaching out to people who – are with companies who ultimately I know have actually said yes now. I was too afraid of imposing or that they would say no. Who am I to kind of ask them, would you would you mind, would you consider hosting an event for the launch of my new book? And that little voice of doubt, like, oh, you know, I don't want to like, oh, I, you know, maybe they'll think I'm being a little bit too presumptuous. So, and then a friend said to me, don't be so stupid. And I realized, oh, Margie, you've got to walk your talk here. And I reached out and I'm, I'm now doing a, an event um, hosted by PwC in Sydney, which is great. But, but I shared that because I was, that voice was there. And so many times, I remember earlier in my career working in a company and I was really un, unhappy. I wasn't being, my manager was kind of checked out. And I was, I didn't address the issue. I didn't speak up and say, hey, you know, this is what I'd like more of, or this is what I'd like less of, or, you know, I need more, I need more direction. I'm not, you know, and because I was too afraid of the confrontation. And so there's probably a, there's probably over the course of a year, many, many things that I, I haven't done because that voice kicks in. And I think so often that it's not always the big things, Janine. Sometimes it's the small little things. It's just reaching out and asking someone if they'd like to catch up for coffee and we're like, oh, they're really busy. I don't know if they want to have coffee with you know me. Or, And so I think we've just got to watch ourselves all the time. You know, if I wasn't afraid of failing or if I wasn't afraid of a rejection or if I wasn't afraid of people thinking I'm getting ahead of myself, what would I do? And it is so often it is fear of what other people might say or think of us that gets, that gets in our way. Oh, love it. If I wasn't afraid of what would I do? I'm imagining when you actually ask that to the people that you work with and there'll be people listening right now who are going, yeah, what, what, what would I do? Have you, um, have you got, you've been posting some great stuff on uh, Instagram recently of the feedback from your, your keynotes. Is there, is there an example that you've got of somebody that actually on the back of facing their fears went out and did something truly awesome? Yeah, yeah, lots of things, lots of people. I think there's been a few babies that have been born. <laughs> um, helping the population. Because they're like, oh, I just don't think I can handle another child. And then I'm like, 10 years from now, what would your future self want you to do? And they're like, oh, um, which is actually why I had my fourth child. Because I was like, I think 10 years from now, I'm going to regret that I didn't, you know, put this out there. Because I was terrified that I wouldn't have what it would take to forge a, a career and have four children and because you know it's a lot you know you've got three and but that fourth one was the real act of courage but um yes I've had so um as you know I, I started running Live Brave Women's Weekend several years ago and I've had people on the back of those weekends go back to work and tell their say to their boss I'd really love support to you know reach director level or partner level I mean I've had all of those you know whatever senior levels are and literally immediately get a response of fantastic let me sponsor you let me put you into this role and just getting immediate results that have opened up new doors. Um, one girl, Siobhan, I've, I've, I've written about her in, in, in You've Got This. Um, she went back to her boss and said, look, I'd really like to be 
considered to eventually become a general manager. And he said, I've always seen leadership potential in you. I didn't know you were interested. I'm going on a sabbatical in two months. Would you like to take on my role for, you know, for, for, for two months while he was away? And she contacted me and it's like, that all just happened within hours of just her deciding I'm going to, I'm not going to hold back for fear that people don't perceive me as a leader. Um, so I think it can happen all the time. And I mean, whether people are entrepreneurs, business owners, or in organizations that we don't ask for what we want, we don't advocate, we don't put ourselves out there. And, and it's fear of how we'll feel if it doesn't land the way we want. And it stops us even creating the possibility of landing what we want. And do you see, absolutely, I hear it all the time. It's almost we're so exhausted with the choices available. We're stretched in 101 direction. We forget about what we want and we worry so much about what other people are going to say. Do you see what from your perspective is the risk if we continue not to ask for what we want um, Mm. in terms of the impact on business, life, et cetera? Oh, absolutely. Um, It's really interesting when it comes to that risk. And it's important because often when we think about risk, we focus on all the risks of what could go wrong if we do the brave thing. Our our brain's always wired on what we could lose. I'll feel like an idiot. I'll fail. I'll lose money. I'll lose my job. I'll lose my reputation. And we often don't think of, well, what's, what is the risk of not taking the action? What's the risk of not taking the risk? And, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's often invisible in the short term and it's often hidden and it's often much more delayed. So if you don't do something, you don't necessarily have a consequence tomorrow that you didn't make the ask, that you didn't put yourself forward. There is no consequence tomorrow. There, You go, oh, well, you know, I just continue on where I am, that default future. But actually, we miss out on so many opportunities. We miss out on, on cre- opening new doors uh, for the opportunities we want. We miss out on building connections. We miss out on growing our reputation because we didn't put our hand up. We didn't step up to that role. We didn't speak up in the meeting and say what we thought and build our reputation of someone who can be counted on to speak the truth. You know, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't create the sale because we didn't. You know, go after it because we didn't risk that. So there's so many ways, and even in our confidence. Um, So it can have a financial cost to us, but also just our confidence, um, our belief in our ability to succeed. We build confidence by doing the things a confident person would do. And we actually shrink our belief in ourselves, our self-trust, our our self-belief when we don't do those things. And the more time we spend in our confident comfort zone, actually the smaller it gets. And over time, we lose our confidence for bigger things. So the more often you're putting yourself out there, the more you build your confidence and courage for even bigger things and bigger things. And so I'm sure you, Janine, like me, when I started speaking, I was so nervous talking to a few people. And then I did that and I did that and I did that. And then you're speaking to 20 and then you're speaking to 50 and then 100 and then 500 and then 1,000 or thousands. Mm-hmm. And and yes, you know, do I get nervous if I'm speaking to 2,500 people? Sure, I've got a little bit of I'm, – I'm nervous. But, you know, 10 years ago I probably would have been able to not get a, a – something out of my mouth you know Um, so so it's the more we do things the easier they become and so one of the risks we take is we miss out on ever discovering how incredibly capable we are how talented we are we don't we don't sharpen those strengths and we don't actually grow into the person we are capable of being we don't fulfill our potential we don't 
achieve the brilliance that we're capable of and we don't shine as brightly and we don't make the mark that we have it within us to make. So I'm assuming, I'm hoping I'm right, that you, because there'll be loads of people nodding. I know I'm here nodding, going, yes, yes, yes. I'm <laughs> assuming that you, this is part of the reason you wrote your next book. You've got this. Can you tell me a little bit about the context of it and what your hope is? What are you trying yeah. to get across with this book? Yeah, you know, this book, it really focuses in on self-doubt and self-trust. Um, because we all have doubts. The question is whether or not we let the doubts call the shots. And and so the book's really about helping people trust themselves more deeply, trust their ability to deal with challenges, trust their ability to achieve their goals and aspirations and to doubt their doubts and defy their doubts and ultimately to doubt themselves less often. And so this book really, I mean, it's funny, it came about initially because in my speaking around the world, I meet so many people where I'm like, I feel I'm constantly saying, you've got this. Yes, you can. Put your hand up. Put yourself forward. Make that change. Take that chance. But I've had a lot of disruption in the last few years. Um, as you know, we've, I, my husband's his career has had us moving around the world and we've, we've moved to different countries, sometimes on short notice. And it's actually become, we've had some really disruptive moves and oh. it's been it's been really tough from a family perspective. It's been tough on multiple counts. And so... Part of me, having moved to Singapore, which was not one of my plans, I thought I was moving back to the US where I'd sent my children ahead to the US and then I we got moved to Singapore. Um, so part of it was me just, the book that I needed to read was amid all the uncertainty of our lives when I was feeling so ungrounded. Like how do I be grounded in myself in those moments when the world around me seems um, so unpredictable and there's so many unknowns. And so so it's also a book that I wrote for myself to really walk a mantra I have of walking the path of faith over fear and and just trusting. I might know how things, I don't know, I still don't know where I'm going to be living in six months from now, but one day at a time, I can figure this out. One day at a time, I've got this. And in the meantime, I show up for life. I get on with writing a book. I'm doing a PhD. I I'm just getting on with life in the midst of all of the uncertainty. And ironically, right now, as we're recording this, coronavirus is just mm -hmm. sending a lot of businesses, a lot of um, people's lives to a standstill, causing enormous disruption. And I had a book launch for You've Got This last night in Singapore. And a few weeks ago, people said, oh, you're going to cancel it. So many events are cancelled. You know, a lot of people's travels are cancelled. And I said, you know, Seeing the supermarket shelves wiped clean from people going into a, a panic and anxiety, I said, I actually feel this is the very time not to cancel this event, the very time that we need to really keep fear in check because mm. it's it can so easily just, it, I believe it spreads faster than any virus ever can and fear can just cripple us and hold us hostage and really have such a sabotaging impact on our lives. So, so yes, it's particularly in times when people are feeling fearful and anxious, I think it's so important to stop and look within ourselves and go, you know what, I can handle this. What is it I want to do? And not let fear call the shots because it often actually stresses us out and keeps us from making smarter decisions that actually set ourselves up better to thrive and have a stronger immune system and get on with our lives. 
So in the book, or when you're speaking, because I'm imagining lots of people are going, I know I've got to trust, I know I've got to face the fear. I hear you, Margie. Yes, please, can I have some of you in my world? Can I take you back home with me? Um, what are, Have you got like a couple of tips that people could take away from this podcast to put into practice? Uh, yes, yes, I do. And I actually, in, 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 you've got this, I share my five to thrive, but I, oh, yeah. a couple of things I will say. Um, what are the things that help you feel mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually stronger? So the little small, the small daily rituals that we have, um, and I know this has been said a million times and it's not unique, but taking time every single day to, to move our bodies. I mean, to, to feel so we stay strong physically because our physiology and our strength, physical fitness and health, that impacts our mental and emotional well-being. Secondly, um, making sure the people that you're around are people who lift you up and not people that pull you down. And if you're in a particularly mm -hmm. volatile state, setting boundaries or pruning your social tree and spending less time or no time with those people who don't make you feel stronger and who don't lift you up. So who we're hanging out with socially, so important. Um, I, I make sure I, I have a journal and, uh, and, I, and I, I write in my journal a lot and I write letters to my wiser, sager self and, I, and I'm like literally like, God, what do you want me to know right now? And often just it grounds me in my own truth and in the wisdom that often gets kind of buried underneath our doubts and fears. So I think journaling can be incredibly powerful. Uh, I also believe that when you're struggling with what do I do and um, we're sitting in indecision and we're wrestling with it all, sometimes just taking a little bit of time out for ourselves to get quiet and to just be still. I mean, meditation, um, sometimes guided meditations, things that allow us to just be quiet or reading something that speaks to us. And and I, I, I really believe that all of us have the wisdom we seek actually within us if we could only access it. And often we busy ourselves too much and we focus on the negative things. And my final, my final suggestion is, is watch your language because our words create our reality and sometimes we create more stress for ourselves and we dial up our fears by our language. So if I was going to say, oh, my God, my life is so stressful right now. I'm actually getting on a plane tonight to fly straight and then I'm, suddenly I go to New York. And blah, blah, blah. You know, like I could just work myself into a dither. Yeah. So I think just watching the language that you use to describe your circumstances to describe yourself, don't use language that over-dramatizes things. Don't use language that makes you feel smaller or weaker or less than. Don't talk yourself down. Use language that, that embodies your belief that I'm gonna, we're going to figure this out. It's a challenging time right now, but I know we're going to figure this out and the dots will connect. Or I know I've got this. I'm, I'm just taking it one day at a time, but today I know I, I need, I, I've got everything in me to do what I need to do today. And so just by shifting our language, it can shift our emotional state and put us and actually help to just clear our thinking to take actions that will ultimately serve us. Okay, Margie, I'm really curious as to, from your perspective, why it's important that people need to step up. In my words, why it's important that people tap into their brilliance, that they unleash it and bring the best of themselves to what they're doing. Why does it actually matter? Well, the fact is, if we're not living from our strengths, if we're not really living from a place where we're doing what lights us up, which is obviously where we're operating from when we're unleashing our brilliance, we're not thriving. So we're, we're actually selling ourselves short of 
the emotions, the joy, the satisfaction, the fulfillment, the connection that we get, the, the self-expression when we, when we are operating from our brilliance, from our, from our strengths, from what is it that we've been gifted with. But not only that, um, we do everyone else a disservice as well. So we sell those in our fam- people around us short that we love the most. We sell the people in our team short. We sell our organization short. I mean, in the big picture, we sell the world short. And so, so if you want to just be really selfish about it, I mean, you might be going, well, I'm scared. Da, da, da. You know what? You're not going to feel fully alive if you aren't stepping up. You are literally, you're, you're, you're doing your, your one and only precious life. You're not going to experience it the richness that it offers if you are holding back. And, and sometimes people tiptoe through life and make it safely to, je- to death, as Eleanor Roosevelt once said, because they're too afraid to really step into their brilliance. And so daring, owning your brilliance is an act of courage. It means risking that maybe you're not going to shine as brightly as you would like, but, but maybe you will. And maybe you'll shine even brighter. And, and the greatest part of all is that when you dare to do that, other people around you get lit up and it actually gives them permission and emboldens them to do the same. So we really shortchange everyone when we don't step up. Love it. So make your, um, you, you've got this, make your mark, your other book. You've got this is on sale very soon. How yes. can people grab a copy of it? Oh, well, it's on Amazon. It's on everywhere. But if people go over to my website, margiewarrell.com, which I'm sure you'll share in the notes or wherever, um, and forward slash YGT. So you've got this YGT, margiewarrell.com forward slash YGT. Uh, there's lots of information about the books. Actually, there's a special um, thank you and incentive for anyone who pre-orders the book before the end of March. And uh, you can download the manifesto and links to all the online retailers as well. It's fabulous, Margie. As always, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you. I hope our worlds cross over somewhere very soon so I can give you a hug in person. Um, Just so excited, the message that you're sharing with the world. And I know you are making a mark and impacting so many lives. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Oh, I'm so delighted that our stars are spinning in each other's orbit. So ditto back to you. Thanks so much, Margie. See you soon. Okay, bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to The Janine Garner Show. To follow her blog, purchase her books, or find out more, visit her website, janinegarner.com.au. Brilliant people, extraordinary results.